Good morning, good morning. Welcome to another episode of the Early Birds Podcast. And today, we have a special guest. Her name is Christina Martin, entrepreneur and real estate advisor. How are you this morning? I am great. Thank you so much for having me this morning. Bright and early, John. Yeah, bright, bright and early. We had some bright jokes about it last night. We did. Uh, how, how was getting up early for you? You know what? Honestly, I've been reading, um, you know, the 5 a.m. club, mm -hmm. trying to get up earlier. So this it, having somewhere to actually have to be, because if I just tell myself, oh, get up early, you know, you can have such a productive day. I, I don't do it because I'm like, ah, I can do that at eight. Why do I have to do that at five? Well, so having somewhere to be is a uh, help me get up early. Well, let me ask you, though, do you notice any kind of like in, in real talk too? you don't got to BS, you know, whatever. Do you notice any kind of difference waking up earlier versus, hey, if your day starts a little bit later or for you and just be real or for you, is it more like you got pretty much systems in place? You know where the day's going to look like doesn't matter if you wake up at five, doesn't matter if you wake up at seven. So the only thing that I can say with that is when my day starts at eight, it's usually because I have meetings starting at eight or nine. So I don't really have a lot of time to catch up on the things that I got like late last night. So once we get off of here, I've got like 10 calls that I have to make already at eight o'clock, but then my next meeting starts. So there's not a lot of time to actually get stuff done. And I was like, oh, if I woke up earlier and responded to all those emails before my meeting started, because then you're getting things done prior versus just playing catch up all day. So but. one of the things you mentioned was becoming more proactive, That's right? Yeah. Things, yeah. <laughs> versus not reactive. So for people that, that don't know you, just kind of walking through your journey. So you've been on this journey for, I mean, not just real estate, but entrepreneurship, social media, working for Mercedes. I mean, so many different uh, avenues that you've taken over the last, I would say, what, 10, 12 years, roughly? Yeah, I've always just, you know, tried to figure out what my, what my specialty was and just chased I don't know. I started off with Mercedes, but then, you know, I've worked in the bar industry. I kind of did. A, I Honestly, there isn't a job that I haven't done. I don't think if it could make me money like I was into it. I was like, how do I make more money? And if it stopped and capped out, I was like, all right, on to the next thing, essentially. So um, getting into real estate that I haven't seen a cap yet. So I'm really excited about that. Well, where did that come from? Right. So you said the bar industry. That's where I came from originally. Yep. I'm very grateful for it, by the way. I feel like I was able to connect with people at the highest level. Totally. Being a bartender that teaches you some time management, patience. You know, I, <laughs> I still have dreams about forgetting people's ranches at times. Like if someone <laughs> has a ranch, I'm like having dreams about it. But now I'm having dreams about like, oh my gosh, I actually had a nightmare the other night that there was a home site that I couldn't sell because it actually doesn't exist. But in my dream, it did exist and i was like why can't i sell it so you know now it goes from ranch packets to selling lots so. well, and you know what's that and that's exactly what i <laughs> want to talk about right ranch packets to selling lots so uh especially the bar industry like there are by the way incredible industry very very mm -hmm. blessed and grateful for it however sometimes what i feel like in that industry is you'll see um people they'll kind of like sit in there for 20 years right you'll see like 20 years pass nothing wrong with yeah, it yeah people can make a career out of you it you make a career out of it but sometimes you get lost and you're like huh maybe i could have done a different path so so for you how did you kind of get into all these different industries and go i'm going to keep moving forward and forward and forward and i'm not going to keep just sitting on my laurels and try and grow myself and my business and my brand well i think you know for people who do know me i don't sit still very well so i'm constantly trying to be as busy as possible even though that sounds insane really like managing multiple different like i've got like four jobs right now probably but they all kind of encompass within the same thing so i still travel with mercedes but even when i'm on the road doing events and shows and stuff i'm still passing out at least two business cards every single weekend i actually got a buyer last time i was in new york i passed out my business card they're moving to michigan and i'm helping them buy a three million dollar house so like i'm always networking and i think having those different hats allow you to 
bring it all in full circle to whatever industry that you're trying to pursue. So let's take it back even further. Because I, I think, like, you know what? It's just, you're very fascinating. I, don't, I just, and, and in a good way too, because I just don't think people understand, you know, and one of the things I would talk about too is, is being a woman in the, in the role that you're in, mm-hmm. which is a more male dominated industry, right? Definitely. And navigating your way through all of that, learning how to work with people, learning how to start analyzing people, understanding people. And I think that starts a lot earlier on as opposed to just, it just didn't happen out of the blue for you. Right. Right. So it's like, just thinking about your life, you know, thinking about even teenage years, 12, 13, 14 years old, and just ta- walking through your mindset of, okay, college is next, potentially, bartending role. Like, where did all that begin for you in terms of that entrepreneurship mindset? I wish I knew. I mean, I know my dad owned a chain of collision shop, so he always kind of had that entrepreneurship background, but I've always, so my parents were very, my mom was very humble and down to earth Sunday school teacher. She worked at an intermediate school as an administrator. And my dad like was playing golf and getting hole in ones and winning yachts on the weekends. (laughs) And we had a house in Florida. So my mom, my dad taught me to appreciate the finer things in life. But my mom taught me if you want those, you actually have to work for them. So it was a really good balance between the Mm. two. And honestly, ever I don't I don't know where it kind of came from, but I've always been hungry. You know, I am a very expensive girl. I'm very high maintenance, but I maintain myself. I will never ask anyone for anything. If someone wants to give me something, that's fine. But I mean, I will work hard for everything that I own. So it's really nice to be able to have that flexibility to go out and be able to do whatever you want with it, but still know that you've got that sort of uh, security blanket at home. So I don't know where it came from, but I've always been hungry. You know, I don't sit still well, so I'm always constantly thinking about the next thing that could potentially get me to the level that I want to be at. And you know, it's funny too. Uh, you, you mentioned that and I won't put your business out there, but I did your personal loan and I remember <laughs> texting you and I was like, Hey, you got your shit <laughs> together. I was, yeah, I, I was just so impressed by Thank like, you. you do have it together. And, and the part that you mentioned to me is what I think even sometimes it's funny. Uh, women and men alike, I think they like to stay away from that word high maintenance, where for you, you're like, this is just who, who I, I am, am as a human yes. being. I'm very I'll take extra. care of it. And, and e- even that mindset and that philosophy, like, how did you become so strong in your mindset, your views, your beliefs to where it's like, this is who I am as a person. And I'm very happy and comfortable with it, where potentially before you're maybe a little bit more like, eh. I don't know if I want like, the world oh, to see it. Like, oh, I don't need that. Yeah. Like, like you go out and you're like, no, it's okay. Like, I'm okay with that. Whereas <laughs> now I'll be like, listen, if we're not doing this, this, and this, like, I don't want it. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think honestly, probably like old age. So as <laughs> as I'm getting older, um, I've just really there. There were times where I was like, oh, I wish I was a little bit more softer spoken. I wish I wasn't so walk into a room gung-ho but like when I'm passionate about something and I know what I'm talking about like I believe in that and so just kind of owning my truth owning who I am because it's gotten me so far right I don't know where I'd be if I had taken a different route or if I sort of like subdued myself in some sense but it's gotten me this far being who I am and it's the only person I know how to be so I gotta just run with it and listen, your your personality is 100% part of what makes you special, what makes you unique, and what makes you succeed. And the reason I bring this up is you're in the real estate industry right now. Correct. Which is, is from a lot of people, it's been tougher. I'm going to use that word tougher because I don't think it's people make it seem like it's doomsday. I disagree very strongly with doomsday. Yeah. And then I was just at an event you were at and you were being uh, uh, rewarded. Mm-hmm. Multiple awards about your business actually growing. Yes. Okay. So I'm just curious for those that don't know, which tie tie in a little bit into your real estate side, because I feel like this is something that you're really just dominating and you're doing a great job of and you're going to grow and continue to move it forward. 
but the, the real estate side of it growing, not having the, the, um, not taking, I'm sorry, not losing sight of what's happening in the economy right now mm-hmm. and your business still growing. Like, how is that transitioning starting to occur? Like, how is your business up versus last year? Like, how is that even happening? So I don't remember who I read or was listening to, but it was basically like interest rates, market, all this. Everyone wants to talk about something. And I, it was one of the, one of the big guys, Keller Williams, Gary, Gary Keller, one of those guys, whatever he said in the, oh my gosh, the bull uh, theory, instead of like hiding, he ran through the storm. Mm -hmm. And when you run through the storm, you always have to come out. And if things are up, they always have to come down. And if things are down, they always have to come up. So if things are really, really great is actually when people are scared because you know, it has to come back down. So if things are down, that's actually good news because it has to come back up. So you're like, all right, if I can get through the next three years where things are down and everyone's like scared, then it's going to be great because in a couple of years, things are going to go back up and everything's going to be great again. So honestly, that kind of I was like, all right, I just got to go full head on, full speed ahead, go for it. And that's kind of what I did in to grow. But I'm fairly new in this industry, so. Hopefully I'm growing because if I'm not, then what a waste. I might be in the wrong industry. Yeah. Um, so, you know, a little bit of story about real estate. So it's actually kind of a fun story on how I got in started into the whole new construction thing. I don't even know if you know this story. Mm-mm. So I started, so I was doing uh, Mercedes and I was like indirectly sales. I was like, all right, if I can sell a $200,000 car, I can sell a house, right? It was COVID. Events weren't happening. I wasn't working. I was bored. I don't sit still, as you know. So I was like, oh, what can I do while I'm sitting at home? Let me get my real estate license. So, you know, I took all the classes while I was at home online. It was awful, but got my real estate license. And then I started, I, I showed up to work, the office, the very first day as I got in. I walk in with my little binder. I had a backpack, I had a lunch bag, my coffee, my Celsius, whatever. I walk in, not sponsored. Um, <laughs> and I sit down and I'm like, okay. And everyone's like looking at me. They're like, what are you doing? I was like, I don't know. Waiting for the phone <laughs> ring, waiting to sell a house. And I was like, how do I do it? They're like, what are you talking about? Like, how do I, where do I get a client from? Like, what do you do, right? You get your license and that's the easy part. Okay, like anyone can get their real estate license. Anyone can take a test. You know, it might take a few people a few times. I know some people a few, few, few more times than it should have. But you get your real estate license. That's the easy part. How do you get clients? How do you grow your business, right? So there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff that people don't anticipate when they just get their license. So I sit down. I don't know what I'm doing, um, but I'm in the office every single day. And then I finally open houses were able to happen. So someone came in. And they were like, does someone want to host my open house? They were finally able to happen again after COVID, right? I go, oh my God, me, right? And I put together, I didn't know anything about real estate, but I'm great at social media and marketing. So I put together a really nice brochure. He goes, oh my God, that's incredible. Who did you have make that for you? It's like, I did. And he was like, oh, that's great. So I did the open house and it, it went well. You know, I didn't get any buyers from it, but um, it taught me to start how to talk to clients, right? Like what to do. First open house is scary, but he's still, to I actually, he he said to me the other day, he goes, that was your first open house ever? I go, ever. He goes, I had no idea. I'm like, exactly. He had no idea that, that I've never even talked to a client before that day, you know? So um, I was in the office and I was going through this, this presentation that I had made for that open house. And another gentleman was there and he was like, oh, I'm looking for someone to host my open house this weekend. He goes, um, I have to go to Jamaica for my son's uh, first spring break. And I go, oh, I'll sit in it for you. And he goes... 
well, you're new. Like, why, why would you be able to sell it? Like, why would I have you sit in it? And I said, well, with no due respect or with no disrespect, I go, you've had it listed for two months and you haven't sold it yet. So what's the harm? And he goes, well, shit, I'm definitely not hiring you now. And I was like, no, I'm just kidding. So he goes, okay, we'll, we'll give it a try. And so I sat in that open house every single weekend for like three months. Um, he did end up selling it eventually without my help, but he, he cut me a check actually, because he was like, thank you for all your hard work. He was great. But while we were sitting in these open houses, we started chatting and he goes like, is it working for you? Real estate? He goes, how are you getting clients? What are you doing? I was like, I don't know. I'm sitting in an open house and that's what I'm trying to do right now until I figure it out. And so I was doing a lot of calling for for sale by owners. And he goes, well, have you came across any for sale by owner lots? And I go, oh, I didn't know that was a thing. Let's look it up. So I look up for sale by owner lots, just vacant lots. And I called three and the first three I called, I got under contract. So I was like, oh, this is wow. cool. So then I was like talking to him and he, I go, he was a builder. He also built. Um, and he, I go, is there any way that I can like ghost list, which basically ghost listing means listing his house on one of the lots with all the pretty photos because a lot of people look at houses. I'm giving away all my tips and tricks right now. So actually like you got to sign up for my ebook if I want. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so I ghost listed it and then I got a lot more views on it. And so I ended up selling all those, but because I started getting into like the whole new construction. So basically people are looking for houses. They're not looking for lots, right? But people see a house, they're like, I want that. And then they read like to be built and they're like, oh, cool. And then they call you and then they can buy the lot. They can build with the builder or they can build with their own builder. But it ended up growing and I was like, this is working. So I was like, this is what I want to do. I want to get into new construction. So I created an entire pitch deck, a little uh, like um, PowerPoint. And I went to like a dozen builders and I was like hi hire me and they're like you're brand new you don't know what you're doing I'm definitely not hiring you and I was like okay I get it but I went to over a dozen builders and then on my 13th builder he goes I have a spec home try to sell it I go okay great so I sold his spec home and then he goes let's see if we can ghost list a lot and I go okay we ghost listed it and we ended up getting a buyer and we went in and then we did that a few more times he went from building three houses two years ago. We're on track to do 20 this year. Wow. That is so amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so my brain is firing right now on 45 cylinders, <laughs> if that's okay. Yeah. Uh, the first one I want to talk about is the small wins. So I think where people fail miserably yeah. is they set crazy goals. Yeah. Entering like even the mortgage space. Uh, be, they enter the mortgage space. They see, for instance... I've been very fortunate in the space, but they'll see like how much money I've made in a month. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, that. And I'm like, this is 10 years in the and making. And also, I didn't make anything for six <laughs> that, months. That's, like, yeah, this that's great, but saying. my last six months, I didn't have a single dollar. So those little yeah. wins. And like to me, what I tell them a little win is, for example, in my space, uh, a little win would be if you're on the phones for, let's just say, two hours in a day. That's a win to me, right? Mm -hmm. Not necessarily closing the deal, but when you first start. So for you, the little wins was, okay, open houses. I was excited. That's a little now that excitement piece is what I want to talk about. How do you train your brain for others out there, other other people in the industry that they're three months in, nothing yet, nothing's happening, but they're going to open houses. They're, by the way, I'm talking about the hustlers. For those out there, you know who you are. If you're not doing what you're supposed to do, that's on you. That's not on her. That's not on me. That's on you. You right. know who you are. But there's also a lot of people out there that are putting in that work. Mm -hmm. But their win is I got to get the deal. For you, it was no, 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 no. Let me go enjoy this open house and see what the hell this is about. How do you change your mindset into that kind of space? I think every single thing you do, you can learn from and use as an opportunity to learn something, network, meet someone, you know, in the industry that I, or how where I'm at now. 
I think when people come to me and they're like, how do I do this? Whatever. And they just think, you know, I was like it, the first year there, there was a year where I didn't make, I did do 2 million my first year, but honestly, my first sale was a, a hundred thousand dollar lot. Like it wasn't anything crazy, you know? And then I think just using every opportunity as something to learn from and, and take, take something away from each one of those opportunities, I guess. But, that, but that's, you know, what's funny. The hard part is shifting that mindset into something positive where, where a lot of people go wrong, in my opinion, is like they have a negative mindset towards something like that, right? Yeah. Where they go to, let's just say 10 open houses. And as opposed to you right now, where I can just feel it's bubbly, it's smiley. It's yeah. like, okay, here we go. Like, okay, I didn't get what I wanted, I but I got it. I sit in an open house every weekend still to this day, even with doing, you know, over $10 million. I'm still at an open house every single weekend. Over $10 million. And she's still at an open house every single weekend. And I'm just curious for those of you that, that are paying attention, for those of you that are watching, are you putting in that kind of work even after you found some success? And I know she wants more for this. Mm -hmm. That to me is, is incredibly, incredibly impressive. Now, one of the things I want to touch base on a little bit here is you being a woman mm -hmm. in a very male dominated industry for the most part, mm -hmm. which is, by the way, it's been pretty nice to see you. You're actually seeing a lot of women coming on the up and up. Yeah, in our I, I'm, You're I'm a, a lot more. You know, I'm not, but I will hire, you know, everyone that's on my team are all women. That's that's awesome. Let's go, ladies. Well, well listen, it's it's the, the difference is it's like, OK, are you like it's making sure the right training's coming into place. But one mm -hmm. of the things you said where um, I've seen people in general, not just women, by the way, but I'm just curious. You know, you talked about the 13th builder. Yeah. And for you being in this kind of space. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know. I don't want to assume. But but if you could tell me, were these all men builders? Yes. OK. So all 13 of these are men. Mm -hmm. You're walking into a room with not not that much experience. Mm -hmm. You're going, OK, pitch deck, brochures, what I'm good at. So yep. you're taking so, things you're already good at. Yep. Right. Which is those skills. You said, OK, I'm good at making things into a nice presentation. Let me bundle this together mm -hmm. and let me go sell my ass off. Right. Where where on earth is that confidence coming from? And then what do you say to women out there that are like maybe they only go to one builder, right? And you you go you can't you give can't up, do right? Mm -hmm. You can't, even with even with sales, right? You so I've I've kind of made the mental note that I have to touch one hundred people before I get one sale. So if I know that I have to call or hit up at least a hundred people for one sale, that means in one week I have to talk to a thousand people in order to get ten sales if I want it. Or in one month I have to talk to a thousand people. How am I going to talk to a thousand people now? Right? I got to go out there and just talk to everyone. Every single person. It's so funny. My friends, every time I'm out for drinks, every single, hi, I'm Christina Meyer and I'm a real estate agent. What's up? Like, nice to meet you. Like, or Christina, I'm a real estate agent. Every single person I talk to knows I'm a real estate agent. Um, yeah, I was actually at the bar the other day and this this guy was talking. He's like, oh, yeah, I build I build houses here in Birmingham. I was like, oh, yeah, you looking for an agent? He goes, OK, chill out. I just want you. Know, and it's, but it's just funny because I make a joke out of it. But you have to touch at least a thousand people to get however many sales. So I think not giving up and having that mentality going into things like you can't just get discouraged. Like I made one and I and I'm not going to lie. I hate cold calling. So like I've figured out other ways to do it, like sitting in an open house every single weekend. And it does suck because I my friends were all at a pool yesterday and I was like, OK, I'm here at this model house. It's beautiful out. I'm like looking out the window. Um, but yesterday was insane. I had over two dozen people come in. I took two reservation agreements. I have another girl at another one of my model homes. Someone walks in, offer like duffel bag of cash, said all cash right now. I want it. I'll move in at the end of the week. We're like, what? What's huh? that? Okay, sure. They're all calling me. I'm trying to figure it out. Like, I'm, I've got two dozen people in my model house yesterday, and uh, literally one person actually walked out. They're like, "This is too crazy. Like, call us." And I was like, "I'm so sorry. I don't know how this is happening." But you never know. 
I don't even know where we got started in this, but you can't get discouraged. I don't cold call, so I said model homes. But if you call one person and they say no, you can't just be like, oh, that's it. I quit. I'm a bad real estate agent. You just got to keep keep trucking. And don't take anything personally. No, and that's well, that's that's what it is, right? Going to those 13 builders, it's like, who, first and foremost, not, nothing against you, right? But who are you, right? Yeah, I was, You're nobody. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm nobody. I still think that. <laughs> and me too. I tell people that all the time. I'm a nobody. Yeah. Like, look. Like, of course, do I have things I have to take care of in business and things that I handle? Yes, I do. But when I'm meeting somebody new for the first time, they don't give a shit about who John Haddad is. Like, what service can I provide to this individual mm -hmm. that makes this relationship a symbiotic relationship? Yeah. Right? This has got to be a two-way street. Right. So they have to find the value in you, and you have to present yourself a specific way. Um. So I remember your question. You said, how do you walk in with the confidence when you don't actually know anything? Because when I didn't know anything, I walked in, and the only thing that I do know is that and I even had the same conversation when I interviewed with different brokers. So I would walk into different brokerages because when you get your real estate license, you interview them, right? Mm -hmm. And someone said, well, why Why are you going to work here? What makes you think that you'll do well here? I was like, oh, no, no, I'm going to be successful no matter where I go. Mm -hmm. It just it depends on who I want to be around when I get there. And that's honestly, so that's why I went with Arteo Realty. Like I felt like that was the right environment for me. But I know if I went to any of the other brokerages, I'd still be just as successful. Um, but where I'm at now, it's a different type of success because it's like a family aspect. I love Arteo. That's a whole nother conversation for a different day. But the same thing, I didn't know the product I was selling at the time, but I knew I could sell myself because I, I know that w what I can produce. You know, it's crazy. I had a meeting with uh, my company and one of the things I told them is I said, do, you're not successful because of next door lending. You never will be. Like that success is so internal. Right. You know, you just need to have the right resources and I got to put you in a safe yeah. environment. But don't you ever dare put your success on the company. That's a shame for you, by the way. And by the way, I own the company. Right. So it's like, why would I be telling my people right. this? It's because I believe in it. Yeah. I really do. Because no one's going to tell me, um, you know, the company is what makes John Haddad successful. No, it's not. My ass gets up. Mm -hmm. I'm the one up at 4 a.m. Right. I'm the one I'm the one in bed at midnight every right. night. I deal with the fires. I'll I deal with the bullshit. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I sleep three, four hours. But that's because of me. I am right. a I am a nut job. Like, yeah. but yeah. I've learned to embrace it. I've mm -hmm. accepted it. And I used to be afraid of it before because I don't want people to see that like psychotic side of me. Yeah. But I'm like, no, this is just I'm just a psychopath. Mm -hmm. Like it is what you it have is. to be in order to yeah. like there's a certain level of like passion slash it's a borderline i get it yeah that's it, it is borderline but i don't give a fuck <laughs> like you know now now let me let me t just touch a bit your because your, your confidence to me is what emits the most always every time we interact anything like you just understand the room you understand who you are and you've learned to to really build it towards your strengths like any mm -hmm. room you walk into and so for you to walk into any kind of room regardless of man or woman by the way your ability to control that environment, that energy, and build a team structure. Like one of the things that was so fascinating to me, one, at Mercedes, I never saw it. I just saw what you posted on social media. Right. But it was always your team. Mm -hmm. And you guys were always having fun, whether yeah. it was like you guys are at the beach together or mm -hmm. you guys are at the events together. And I saw the way you communicated. Now, mm -hmm. I got to see more on the real estate side just because it's, it's more so in the right. same lane for us. But even the team for you, I see the way you guys are talking, you guys are joking, you guys are BSing, laughing, having fun, making fun of each other. Yeah. What, why is that environment so important in any kind of industry that you're in, especially real estate where you're, by the way, just only commission sales, right? I swear, I was just talking about this with my mom. Um, I can't get to where I want to be by myself. I am only one person. Like there is no way that I can handle like the capacity of everything. And I would rather make a little bit of something than nothing of nothing. So if I can have other people help me, I would love to help them and take care of them. But this is definitely, 
it, the people that go into this selfishly that only a care about the commission and not their clients first and foremost aren't going to get anywhere and the people who are doing this on their own and not like delegating or like working with people in order to grow they're also not going to get as far as they can because you can only do however many sales on your own right even the largest volume producers in real estate they have a team by, with them and you have to enjoy working with that team every day you know you have to respect them you have to treat them fairly like one of the girls um that is helping me out she th we we had a we had a deal with something she brought in an age uh, a client they were an agent so like the commission structure wasn't there but i just actually felt bad and i was like you know what you did bring her in she was an agent that's not fair so i sent her a thousand bucks and i was like thank you wow and i think just like how um showing people that you care because i can't get to where i want to be if i don't have them like i want to help them as much as i can you know i'm still figuring out how to help people because i don't even know how to help myself yeah. but i mean and i'm still very new in the industry so two years but i know where i need to get and so i'm trying to figure out how i can get everyone else there too you know and you know it's crazy that that thousand dollars in the grand scheme, God willing, because you want to make this a career, right? Yeah. That thousand dollars is something that you will forget about, like that. In the grand scheme of things, yeah. and to, to her, that individual, hopefully, that's something that went so far where it was like, whoa. I just wanted to show her I appreciate yeah. her. You know, it wasn't even so much about the money, but I was like, you are seen, you're appreciated, and I value you. And this is just a thank you. Um, so we're we're getting close on time okay. here. So so I got two questions okay. for you. Uh, my my first question of two is very, very simple here. Your ability to also maintain your personal life. Yeah. You know, and I, I think you don't roll your eyes, <laughs> all right? I, I think it's an important piece of what makes you you, right? Yeah. I, that social aspect of who you are as a person, I think also allows you, uh, it, whether it's your clients that follow you, mm -hmm. they get to see that you're also a human being. And I right. think that piece is important. And you're very careful with what you post and how you post it and if you're making things for just friends, you right. know? And I think that's very intentional. There's nothing wrong with that right. because of the business side of right. it. What, how has that benefited you in terms of clientele, in terms of growing your business? Like, how has that been a benefit of you to showcase that part of your life as well? Yeah. So social media is totally different, too. But I think a social aspect, you you know, I go back and forth between grind, grind, grind. You know, you'll retire in 10 years. But also I'm like, OK, I'm young. Like, I look decent. Like, I need to, like, enjoy these few years. Right. So there is a balance that you have to kind of uh, maintain. But I also think, you know, every time I go out, I'm still networking. So if you can mix a little bit of work with pleasure and then show people on social media the life that you're able to maintain because of this career that also attracts people that want to get into this industry right so people are like oh how are you traveling how are you doing this how are you doing that I make my own schedule I make my own money and so um, kind of combining the two worlds I wouldn't be able to do travel every weekend if I worked a nine-to-five or vice versa so I think it, it allows a lot of flexibility and showcases what this industry can really provide for you in your life you know I, I'm setting myself up so that when I do eventually get married have a family have kids that I will still be able to work when I want but maintain that flexibility mm. That's such a big piece. Yeah. You know yourself very well. I appreciate you for sharing all this. And I got one last question I ask everybody yeah. every time. Oh, boy. Okay? 17, 18, 19-year-old Christina Martin. Oh, boy. Okay? Yep. So one day you're driving down the street, and all of a sudden you see the 17, 18, 19-year-old Christina going for a jog maybe. Maybe she's going for a walk. She didn't run. All right. She didn't run. <laughs> she go for walks? Yeah. <laughs> Only if there was like a, a – 
bottle of wine in her in her uh, well, listen she she's got a bottle of wine underage we're not oh, promoting just underage just kidding, drinking. Just kidding. Oh, she's I forgot. 21 she's i'm 21, 21. Yeah. i'm sorry i didn't know that we were 17 18 okay so you're you're walking by you see her okay and in the version of you sees her today and you get to take a look at her and you get to tell her two or three things oh boy what are two or three things you would love for her to know at 17 18 19 years old okay so the first thing i will say is I was an absolute shithead. So I was, t- I don't know how I got from there to here. I tell my mom, thank you for putting up with me and dealing with me. And I don't know what the need for doing half the things I did was. I look back and I'm like, yikes. But I wouldn't change any of it because I had to go through that to get to where I am at now. But I think the main thing that I would tell her is I would get so worked up over dumb stuff. Like if I look back, I'm like, the guy doesn't matter. Those friends don't matter. That party did not matter. That outfit doesn't matter. None of it's a big deal. And once you figure it out that not anything of that is a big deal, then you'll be so much better. I love that. <laughs> no, it's so good. Seriously. I'm like, oh, man, the things that I used to get mad about and just like so worked up over dumb stuff. I'm like, that's not that big. It doesn't matter. It won't matter in a month. It won't matter in five years. And it definitely doesn't matter now. We're great. We're doing great, girl. Just keep, keep, you just stay alive. <laughs> just stay alive. Listen, um, first of all, thank you. Very, thank very you. Much for thank you for getting early. me up this morning. Yes. I'm going to have such a productive day now. It's going to be great. We're just going to go, you know, sell a bunch of houses. Well, it, it, it is. And it's it's all about the positivity. It's yeah. all about the good energy. And, and listen, for, for our viewers, thank you all. There's another episode of the Early Birds podcast. One of the things that she said uh, that I think resonates very, very well is, look, stop stressing about the things that just don't matter for the love of God. As, as much as it might impact you emotionally, mentally, the reality is very simple. If it doesn't matter in a year, five years, it's not going to matter today. Just get through whatever it is that you're getting through. Break through the barriers that you're putting in your own head and accomplish the absolute most that you possibly can as a human being because that is the only thing that will matter when you get to look back on your life one day. So I appreciate you. Have yourselves an incredible morning. Take care.